0: Percy, have you noticed? I'm sure you have that there's always seemingly a more efficient and better proverbial mouse trap being invented all the time. Have you noticed that? You know, it's
1: amazing. Uh, as a kid growing up, I never really paid attention much to this, but it appears to me that in the in the day of advancement of technology, knowledge, and information, it seems like every day that there's some kind of new invention or idea around an old concept. As an example. I was recently down in, in the Florida Keys, and it was still pretty hot here oh boy. Uh, in South Florida. And so my wife came up with the idea of ordering these neck fans <laughs> that was battery-operated that you wrap around your neck, and then you can direct the, the flow of the air into your face. And I tell you, it was, it was absolutely spectacular, but it's an old concept, right, of a fan but uh, be, being able to put it around your neck as you are walking around, we did this walking food tour. I don't pictures. Know if I want that.
0: pictures of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll send that to you, and and you know they're very discreet. It's not it's not like they're this this big obtruse thing. But the air blows right into your face. Last, you know, you just plug it in and charge it up and it'll last like six hours if you're walking around, if you're outside. And it was spectacular as we were fighting the intense uh, uh, humidity and heat. But, yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. And perhaps we should talk more about the idea of new concepts, new technology, Mm -hmm. new advancements, new approaches to maybe an old uh, 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 adversary of ours, and and I think that we can have a conversation that may relate to this with regard to breast cancer treatment. Right.
0: Well, today coming up, another conversation with a breast cancer surgeon and researcher who will tell us about the ongoing advancements in treating breast cancer. Stay with us. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome everyone. This is Health, Hope and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McCrae, Pastor P. He's National Director of Specialized Outreach at City of Hope, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. I've been looking forward to this conversation and the guests you're going to bring to us here today, Percy.
1: Well, yeah, we've had her on the show before. She's she's just an uh, she, first of all, she's just a super sweet and kind and and and
0: impassioned
1: human being. And I I love meeting people like that because I like to think that I'm that guy, right? Yeah, and yeah. so And that's the kind uh, of surgeon
0: I want too, by the way. <laughs> absolutely. And so we're going
1: to hear uh from Dr. Veronica Jones uh once again who's going to help us kind of have some more awareness around breast cancer, but we're going to have a conversation more about new processes and techniques and and approaches to treatment that I think people are going to be very excited to hear and encourage with regard to the fight against cancer and breast cancer specifically.
0: Yeah. Say a bit more about her credentials. This is pretty impressive.
1: Well, without a question, you know, she is first and foremost, and I think her official title uh, is Assistant Professor in the Division I mean, just listen to those first three lines (laughs) alone. Assistant (laughs) professor in the Division of Breast Surgery. So she's a surgeon, and she's also a breast cancer researcher uh, at City of Hope, uh, California, since 2015. And, of course, I had the opportunity to see her. And she looks so young. I'm trying to figure out when does she have the time to go to school uh, to gain all of these credentials. She's very vivacious in terms of her energy and her passion and her commitment Uh, to fighting against uh, the effects of cancer and breast cancer. And so she's just a wonderful human
0: being. All right. Well, we're going to get to hear her in a few moments here in your conversation with Dr. Veronica Jones on this edition of Health, Hope and Inspiration. While you listen, you know, I'm often uh, listening to podcasts and doing something else at the same time, Percy. So I know listeners can do two things. Why Mm -hmm. don't you go online to healthhopeandinspiration.com and look for this featured resource that we have up right now called God uses doctors. We I mean that's a simple statement but it's true and we need to be uh, we need to be reminded of that. We absolutely do and as a matter of fact uh, we're going to hear some commentary
1: later in our conversation today with Dr. Veronica that's going to highlight this point. And this is the reason why I associated this resource with this show to kind of just highlight some commentary that she makes around her perspective of medicine and science and religion and spirituality and how they can work hand in hand together and have mutual Uh, balance one with another. So uh, God uses doctors, and uh, it'll bless you today as we continue to merge the idea that faith and spirituality, medicine, and
0: science are not mutually exclusive. So go get this resource right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. God uses doctors. Well, Percy, let's uh, open the scripture, and uh, then we're going to hear from our guest. Yeah, our spiritual nugget for
1: today and again it's another good one and it's so fitting for uh, the conversation and for the individual in the conversation today is found in first Peter uh, uh chapter 4 verse 10 and it reads as follows first Peter chapter 4 verse 10 and it reads as follows each of you should use whatever gift whatever that gift is you have received to serve others as faithful stewards. Of God, I'm going to say it again. Each of you, each of us should use whatever gift you have, we have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God. And boy, will you understand <laughs> why I chose that scripture on today.
0: Yep. Ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With City of Hope for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa Skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool. It empowers users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at City of Hope. The skill can answer over 800 questions and more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access it, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa-enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. And you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Well, let's get after it today and learn more from Dr. Jones. Here's our host, Percy McRae.
1: Well, hey, 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 it's me Pastor P and I am back with another compelling conversation and uh I promised you that I was going to bring uh this unbelievable uh healthcare professional Uh, well learned, well studied Uh, back to kind of talk about some things relevant to breast cancer. Of course we know breast cancer awareness is observed uh, in the month of October and we wanted to have a conversation with uh, a clinician that would be able to give us insight, maybe answer some things, maybe debunk some things that we may have heard and just clarify this discussion so that we can equip and empower people around this discussion. She is the Chief and Assistant Professor in the Division of breast surgery, and she is a breast cancer researcher at City of Hope Cancer Centers, California, since 2015. Uh, Dr. Veronica Jones is taking time to come back with us. Thank you so much, Doc. How you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Thank
1: you. How are you? Oh man! Now that I'm talking to you again, I am on top of the world because I'm learning, and I'm and I feel empowered. Uh, As we continue to learn more About the disease of cancer I tell people all the time That cancer is an enemy And it is a bully But we have to learn About our enemy We can't run from it And there's lots to learn And as um, you stated previously We recorded another show uh, There's a lot of things To be excited about With regard to the treatment The approach The understanding of cancer And certainly in the field Of breast cancer And I want to get into that today With you If you don't mind And so with that, uh, let's talk about, if you don't mind, some of the current treatment options that are available for breast cancer and uh, maybe unpack a little bit of that so people can have a better sense of, of what that is and what is available to them.
2: Sure, sure. So I I like to tell my patients that breast cancer treatment falls into kind of four big buckets. Okay, those would be surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, and kind of anti-estrogen pills, which we call endocrine therapy. Okay. Now, not everyone needs all of those, but usually we pick some combination of a few of those depending on how advanced the cancer is and how aggressive it is. Mm-hmm. So which one of those things a person needs to adequately treat the cancer that they have will depend on those factors that I just mentioned, okay. what type of breast cancer it is, how aggressive it is, and how advanced it is. Mm-hmm.
1: So with that being said, then, uh, I know that we're, we're all relatively familiar with chemotherapy, radiation, surgery. Uh, And I uh, what I certainly did learn right now is the whole anti estrogen kind of pill uh, approach, which is it is interesting to me for sure. So thank you for that. Are there any new treatment? You're a researcher. So along with being a breast cancer surgeon, you also kind of work on the research side of things with regard to this as well. Are there any new treatment developments coming down the pipeline that you can talk about?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So actually. One of the reasons I went into breast cancer was because of the research. Okay. I love how dynamic the research is for breast cancer. I mean, we have so many new advancements, new medicines, Mm. new technologies that are constantly changing the field and improving outcomes for patients. Yeah. So, you know, in breast cancer, there are lots of clinical trials okay. that, are, that are going on. And so if that is your particular situation and you're open to that, maybe discuss with your provider if there's a clinical trial open, that's right for you, because there are so many that span the field from prevention, and screening all the way to survivorship and how to live your best life after a cancer diagnosis. So um, there, there's there's a lot of treatments kind of in every lane for breast cancer. I would say that um, just some bigger things in each bucket for surgery, we're looking at doing less and less invasive procedures hmm. all the way from you know how can we do cryoablation, which is just freezing the tumor and not doing surgery at all, okay. to robotic mastectomies, where we have a, a very small incision and we're doing an entire mastectomy with a robot through through a tiny incision. Um, with radiation, we're doing targeted radiation with a shorter course, so that patients don't have weeks and weeks of radiation. It's just a really short, you know, one and a half week course of radiation. Um with chemotherapy, there are so many drugs that are improving outcomes to the point where in about up to 70% of cases there it's killing the cancer completely. So oh. that there's no of it left wow. with some of the newer medicines. Um and then, you know, there's 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 genetics. Genetics has opened up a whole new field for us in terms of how we can enhance what we call precision medicine, where we will combine, you know, what we know about your genes, what we know about the cancer genes, and give you a medicine that is right just for you. So there's there's advances going on in every lane that we use to treat breast cancer. Um, so many, you know, so many that that there there's too many to almost talk about. But um, there is something going on in, in every kind of every aspect of the management.
1: And with that being said, thank you so much, Doc, because that that sounds just super encouraging. Because one of the things that I uh, often say is, you know, I've been around this conversation for almost thirty years now, and you know, we're we're talking about being able to do things. Uh, from a cancer treatment perspective today that we dared not think could be done 10, 15, certainly 20 years ago. Right. And so I would have to think that as a, as a surgeon and as a researcher, that's got to make you super excited.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, how how quickly the field moves um, and how advances are, are taking off and really changing really changing outcomes radically for patients.
1: And and what I take from that doc and I'm glad that I have you here to kind of stand behind me if if this statement is correct, you know, uh cancer is not the death sentence that it once was theoretically speaking and that I know based upon research I think over the last 15 years uh death rate has gone down like by 33% of uh, of in general with cancer, so people are living longer, surviving more than any time ever before, and and with the new advancements that that are on the horizon, as you've just articulated, uh, you know we can be encouraged that when people are facing this disease, and I know how it felt when I heard those words wash over me personally that you have cancer, you know we have something to be really encouraged and 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 hopeful about. In terms of what can be done and what's available to us, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the the American Cancer Society um, has projected that the the mortality rate from breast cancer alone has gone down by over forty oh, percent in the wow. last few decades, and and that's just you know due to the the screening improvements and the. And the treatment improvements yeah. and just you're absolutely headed in the right direction. We're not there yet, yep. but you're headed in the right direction. Progress is being made.
1: That being said, Doc, uh, <laughs> why, why did you choose to become a physician? What motivate, I'm always curious what motivates people to become a doctor. I don't know that I could be a doctor, but on the, by the same token, people tell me all the time I don't think I could be a pastor. So I get it at the end <laughs> of the day.
2: <laughs> yeah. So actually what um, what inspired me to become a physician in the first place was um, actually watching my grandparents go through different illnesses. My grandmother um, passed away from liver cancer. Mm. My grandfather um, had Alzheimer's disease. And I saw up close what those diagnoses did to them individually, but also us as a family. Right. And I wanted to do something to actually ease the burden for the caregivers. That that was my initial um, introduction into medicine. I, I studied cultural anthropology at Stanford. I learned how disease affects communities. Mm. I was I was really interested in how disease impacts whole families and communities. And then I, you know, at the end of my undergraduate time, I decided, well, I wanted to to personally also help in getting rid of disease, and so went into medicine for
1: that reason yeah, it's interesting i one of the things that I saw on your bio and I actually wrote it down it says that Dr. Jones extensively writes extensively and has focused her research on health disparities in underserved populations as well as new technologies and breast cancer care. so I could hear that coming through with with that response uh very loudly. You know. Also, I want to just make a mention of the fact we talked about this before we started recording, is that along of along the lines of being uh, a woman of medicine and science, learned medicine and science, a researcher, uh, you know, the numbers, the statistics, the data, looking at, you know, all of this hard science. That you are also a woman of faith. That you're married to a pastor, and you you and your husband uh, uh, help you know provide spiritual leadership to a local congregation. Quickly, what do you feel or what, what is your thoughts about the world of medicine and science and spirituality and faith and how they can respectfully uh, be uh, amalgamated together versus historically what has been seen by some as an either or proposition? What say you about that, Doc? I, right. No, it's
2: it's such a it's such an important um, an important question. I will be very transparent and tell you that I see myself as a vessel to be used by God. Mm. There is nothing that I have, knowledge or otherwise, that he did not give me. Yeah. There, there is no research idea that did not stem from him first. Okay. And so I believe that I am being used by him to restore his kingdom, which includes health. Uh. And so I, I believe that he's working through me. And, and that is how he has reconciled in me faith and medicine. They're not a part. He is the great physician. Mm-hmm. He was the first surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I see myself as just being used to, um, do His will, which includes providing people with care, because He cares for them.
1: Yeah. I I often say it this way. I I tell people that uh, there's a particular scripture that says that every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. And And I reconcile that to people of faith who sometimes struggle with Well, I'm just going to use my faith, uh, Pastor, and I'm not, you know, I don't think I need to go see my doc or I don't need I don't think I need to follow my medical plan. And I remind people that medicine and science, as you just so well articulated, is a gift. And but that gift came from a source and that came from above, from the father of lights or the creator, if you will, of the universe, and that we should not run from our doctor, but we should run to our doctor, because God uses doctors, and so uh, I, I am so privileged to to be able to make your acquaintance. And now I'm going to call you my friend. And and so as a closing thought, Doc, because along with what you do uh, as a surgeon and as a researcher, you know there's there's some tough days that I'm sure you have had as as a physician uh, addressing the issues of cancer with women and so on and so forth. What, as a physician, as a person, what continues to inspire your hope? What keeps you hopeful in the work that you do, in the person that you have committed to being as a vessel to be used by God to to facilitate uh, the prospects of health and wellness to His creation? Yeah,
2: um, yeah, you're right. There are there are some difficult days. Um, there there is the scripture that says, you know, God is faithful and he will do it. And mm. and I just I think about how this is bigger than me mm. that God is using people all over the world. Yeah. to improve lives, to improve health, to address disparities and it's it's not just me and, and my limitation. This work started before me, it will continue after me, mm. and, and I'm a part of it. And and I think that there's a there's a bigger work at play, that there's a bigger purpose um really inspires me. I look around and I see evidence of that all around me. Yeah. In the work others are doing. Um and and it just it it inspires me to keep going and to know that that is bigger than me. Yeah. That it's bigger than me and and nothing can stop it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day it's not about us, right? <laughs> it's not about us. Today you have heard from the incomparable Dr. Veronica Jones who is the chief an assistant professor in the division of breast surgery and is a breast cancer researcher, researcher, folks. I want you to hear that word loud and clear. Uh, She has worked at uh, the city of hope cancer center uh, in California since 2015. Uh, She is a wife. She is married to a pastor of a local church. So she has uh, some sense of balance with regard to medicine and science and faith and spirituality and um, I count you as an amazing human being today, and I thank you for being on this platform. I pray for you, your 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 work. Uh, I pray for everything that is happening in your personal life, and I thank God. And Percy that will be back chose with us in just a moment. If goodness, you or someone you love is fighting cancer,
0: consider thank City of Hope with locations from, from coast home to, home coast, home
1: to and coast. and The team of
0: more than eleven thousand includes so researchers, associates, you. scientists, thank doctors. There are nurses allied health professionals, their graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, volunteers, and support staff all united by their desire to find cures and safe lives. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on sponsor to learn more about City of Hope or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. City of Hope uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, thinking back on the conversation we just heard with Dr. Jones, it always amazes me at the people we get to talk with and bring to our listeners who have such expertise.
1: Yeah, I, I I consider her just a, a wonderful, fresh breath of air, because when you listen to her, you hear the tonation in her voice. As an example, you just hear this sweet, precious human being, and you know she she you you if you didn't know what she did for a living, then you turn around and read her credentials, which we didn't have the time to do. Her her list of credentials is impressive, my mm-hmm. friend. Of, of all of the years of training and learning and education as a scientist, as a researcher, as a professor uh, in her field of study. And then you hear the other elements of, of who she is, uh, and we'll delve into this a little bit with regard to her her secular life, if you will, uh, outside of the, the vocation of, of medicine and science. She's just an incredible human being. I felt privileged to be in her presence.
0: I really did. You had to be encouraged when she talked about the mortality rate going down.
1: Unbelievable. As As I live and as I speak and as I, again, going on three decades of being in this field from a support perspective of talking about cancer, looking at cancer, hearing cancer, you know, all of the data, all of the information over the years, uh, you know, I'm old enough to say that you know, when I first started in this environment and space, uh, there the, the numbers that we are talking about today was not reflective 30 years ago. you know we're at the you know, and I'll just quote it, the American Cancer Society, uh, which is what uh, Dr. Jones made reference to in the conversation, has projected that the mortality rate from breast cancer alone has gone down by over, 40%. If praise, that doesn't get God you excited. That, huh? wow. Yeah, I because again, it it helps us to continue to be encouraged that when we hear the word cancer that we shouldn't shrink back and be in fear and hide because again, if not a feeling disempowered. Just from a medical perspective, there is so much and that's what we really dug into in this conversation about all of the advancements and technology and treatment options uh, of on a daily basis what Dr Veronica Jones said uh that we are learning and we are finding ways to 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 treat this disease in a way that it is just super encouraging I'm I'm at the point where I I am hopeful Wayne that in my lifetime, possibly we may see a cure for cancer. And I'm just going to project that and put that out there by faith. (laughs) I have no data, folks. I am not a scientist. I am not a researcher. (laughs) That's just me talking out loud of being optimistic based upon
0: that number. And we can't stop you praying for that end. (laughs) <laughs> no, not at all, not
1: at all. That's my belief and my hope at the end okay.
0: of the day. <laughs> all right. well, Dr. Jones was with us on a previous podcast, and you can look that up in the archive if you missed it. But you talked then about the various types of breast cancer, which was educational for me. Uh, this time, you talked about the various treatments that are available
1: yeah she she because uh, I asked her, was there any type of new technologies or or things coming down the pipeline? And her exact comment was that there is dynamic research with breast cancer. She said, and one of the reasons why she got into the field of of, of breast cancer was because of the research. She said, there is dynamic research with breast cancer producing many new advancements, new medicines, new technologies that are constantly, and I want to underscore that word, constantly changing. And she gave us some examples. I mean, she said that, for example, uh, with with the approach to breast cancer, they're looking at doing less invasive procedures, for example, like freezing tumors. interesting. And yeah, it is interesting, and I was not aware of that. And that's the reason why we have these docs and these clinicians on the show to kind of keep us. A current with what's going on and then something that I am a bit familiar with and I'm gonna unpack it here in just a second is and the performing of robotic surgeries which then leaves very small incisions and uh, you know my story well we've talked yeah. about it and you know uh, I don't want to harp upon it because this is not about me but I I have been the recipient and the benefit of the advancement of technology when um I had my colon resection. one third of my colon was removed, resectioned. Uh the doctor basically did not touch me with his hands. He mm-hmm. he inserted the probes, and, and I specifically asked him how did this work. So he physically with his hands inserted three probes in the area where my surgery was to take place. And then he sat behind a console, a console and control the arms Isn't that of the amazing probes. Wow. <laughs> like 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 you know for lack for a crude example like the joystick of a game yeah. if you will, yeah. a computer game and he controlled the arms of the robot of the probes that did the actual surgery. Now, here's the benefit of this, folks, and I want you to hear me because uh I went in for surgery on a Monday morning. I was discharged physically from the hospital on a Friday. I got on a plane on Sunday and flew back home to South Florida from (laughs) from, uh, Chicago. Now, had that been a traditional type of surgical procedure where I was, there was a huge incision, someone had to physically put their hands inside of me to remove that tumor, I probably would have been laid up just from from a a post-surgical perspective, probably at least another week because of the invasiveness of that. And so what was amazing, and I'm I'm willing to share this with people, that the three probes left three very, very small punctures (laughs) in my abdomen area that was glued (laughs) glued (laughs) is that the
0: technical term
1: (laughs) i i don't know if that's the technical term but that's what it boiled down to to close the incision i was up walking around the afternoon of my surgery and i was encouraged to walk as often as i could and when i got home on that sunday i was out walking the community of a surgical process that probably would have laid me
0: up for closer to a month mm-hmm. than a week. And that was 5 years ago, so maybe it's advanced even since then.
1: That's correct. And so that is the power of the of this example of robotic surgery Because it's less invasive, which means that you have quicker recuperation time, less downtime, and that you can resume and get back to kind of the normal dynamics of your life. So here's an example of what is now being done with breast cancer as well. And I, I just thought that it was a, a, just a phenomenal and unbelievable example of the advancement of medicine, science, and technology.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you talked about that with Dr. Jones. Something else I'm glad you talked with her about is the matters of faith mm. because uh, we touch on this often, of course. This is our yeah. audience that we serve, uh, yeah. a faith-based audience. So that was very intriguing to hear her talk about it.
1: Well, here's what was interesting because typically when I introduce myself to new uh people to interview that I do not know and I have not had the opportunity to meet previously, I kind of unpack the fact that, you know, our audience has a faith-based component to it, right? And so I did not do that in this particular introduction. So she stopped and asked me before we started recording, you know, she said, would it be okay if I had, if I shared anything about what my personal faith is? And I was like, oh, absolutely, Doc. (laughs) And so, so I did, I was unaware of that fact. And then she, you know, she unpacked to me and as she did to the audience that, you know, she's married to a pastor. So along with being this uh, highly educated, highly trained, highly learned uh, surgeon and breast cancer professor, you know, because I guess I got to keep using that word. I know for me, that's pretty lofty. She earned it. So sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't get to sit and talk to professors that often, if you will. Uh, It tells me something about, again, her learned uh, acumen and educational background, but the fact that balanced with that, she's also a woman of faith. And so we often try to bridge this conversation and, and dismiss the idea that medicine and science and and faith and and religion, if you will, or spirituality can't mutually exist one with another. And here we are with a very highly trained uh, scientist who is is well-versed in the, the principles of medicine and science who also embraces the idea of, of faith and that she was very adamant about the fact that everything that she does, everything that she is, everything that she has learned from a skill set as a researcher and a surgeon is a gift that God gave her and that she wants to use that gift. And I think she used the expression to 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 kind of establish the intent of the kingdom of God in the earth. And that is health and wellness. What a beautiful, poetic kind of combination and hybrid of who she is from a medical perspective and from a spiritual perspective. Yeah. I was so blessed.
0: Well, her um, her life and testimony really is a, a fulfillment of that passage in First Peter. You read earlier at the start of our podcast today, isn't she?
1: It, it absolutely is. And so we'll go back to it as we kind of, you know, wrap this segment up. And so 1 Peter 4 and 10, tells us exactly everything that we need to know about this wonderful scientist and surgeon and it says each of you so that means you and i and anyone that is listening today each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of god today i send kudos salutations and thanks and appreciation Uh, To this uh, clinician, surgeon, and researcher, Dr. Veronica Jones, thank you so much for obeying God and using your gifts for the benefit of humanity. Right.
0: I'd like to ask our listeners a favor. Why don't you take today's podcast and the previous interview with Dr. Jones on a previous podcast here and share that with uh, family members, friends? Because as we've said before, there's hardly a family that isn't touched in some way by breast Mm -hmm. cancer who wouldn't be encouraged and educated by listening to these conversations. So, Percy, you think that's a good idea?
1: I think that is a fantastic idea. Give the gift that keeps on giving. Hmm. It'll bless someone, and it'll certainly educate them.
0: Yep. That's our time. Percy McRae is our host, Pastor P. And I really appreciate what you've done here in putting this podcast together, Percy.
1: Absolutely. Well, remember, folks, as we close... That, you know, knowledge, information is something that will help us, it will empower us, it will equip us, and when we pass that information along to others, it'll do the same for them. But it's just like anything else. It requires energy and effort. And so keep chopping the wood, folks. We have work to do, and I want you to be encouraged today that the best is still potentially to come in your
0: life. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Well said. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.